Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. America faces a choice. This is Battleground America. Here's Tara Servatius. You know, it'd be easier at this point if they just retracted all of 2020, admitted the whole thing was to lie all the major news stories, and that they won using those lies. Because I don't know if you've noticed, the last couple of weeks, the left, the Democrats, the media, the deep state, they've all acknowledged that the major news stories of 2020 were in fact lies. From COVID to Hunter Biden's laptop. Now, they always do this. And it's one of the most baffling things to me that they do. They don't just allow the history books to permanently record their lies as they turn to the next chapter. They come out once those lies have done the maximum intended level of damage and admit they lied. They take a victory lap and they've been doing that for two weeks. My theory is it's to demoralize people like me and like you who push back against them. You know, so next time when they lie and they make up a new major psyop like COVID or Russia collusion, we'll see right through them. We'll know they're lying, but we won't bother to fight because we also know how this ends. We know they get away with it. That's my best guess as to why they do it other than just the need to take a victory lap. I mean, it's got to be hard to keep it to yourself when you fooled millions of people at this level you're proud of yourself you think you're smarter than everyone else maybe it's simply that but the biggest stories of the COVID era the 2020 era have taken a hit in the last week started with anthony fauci admitting before congress that social distancing and nah, no one really knows where that came from and it didn't really have any science behind it either well that comes after dr deborah burks admitted in her book she just made up two weeks to slow the spread. She just made up the idea of lockdowns. There was never any science. In fact, two weeks to stop the spread, she says she made that up to buy herself two weeks to find some medical justification for never-ending lockdowns. She thought she was pretty clever. It was one of the major lies of the COVID era. They would do $7 trillion in damage to the economy and permanently destroy 95,000 businesses. But Dr. Brooks doesn't care any more than Dr. Fauci does. And now we have Dr. Francis Collins, who is Anthony Fauci's boss. 
He's also the architect of one of the biggest lies, the idea that COVID had to have come from the wet market, couldn't have come from experimentation at the Chinese military's Wuhan lab, paid for by none other than, well, Francis Collins and Anthony Fauci. Collins, during the COVID era, was constantly on television debunking the so-called conspiracy theory of the creation of COVID in a lab. Collins even put together a group of scientists to write the seminal paper that the media and the FBI would later use to censor people like me, including, like, I've been censored for talking about this in just the last few weeks on YouTube. So it's a big deal that Francis Collins just came out and admitted, oh, yeah, COVID lab leak. Yeah, that was never a conspiracy theory. That was always credible. So file that one next to the shot is 95% effective. It's stopping the spread of COVID. Actually, it makes you more likely to get COVID, we now know. But whatever. Everything about that era was a lie designed to destroy Trump's economy, keep people in their houses, and facilitate mass absentee ballot voter fraud. We know that now. Which brings us to another lie they just happened to admit this week was actual reality for the first time. The Department of Justice acknowledged Hunter Biden's laptop does actually his and not the Russians. But what was really remarkable about how they admitted this, it was in writing in court, was the other part that they and the FBI had had the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop since, get this, September of 2019. (laughs) That's kind of crazy, given that we now know that they sent Elvis Chan, an FBI agent, to Twitter and Facebook to have the Hunter Biden laptop story censored in the fall of 2020, a full year after they now admit they had and had perused the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop. They actually got the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop in August of 2019 using a warrant for Hunter's Apple iCloud account. He had his laptop automatically set to back it up to that. So they didn't need the laptop, but they knew exactly what was on it and that it wasn't Russian disinformation going all the way back to 2019. Incredibly, they would, a year later, in September of 2020, send Chief FBI thug Elvis Chan around to Twitter and Facebook to get the story censored as Russian disinformation. Bottom line, they knew damn well it wasn't Russian disinformation and had for over a year. Well, it's election year again, which means they're probably cooking up lies of this caliber, which means the next time you hear somebody say 17 intel agencies are great, yeah, go ahead and disregard. They're probably lying. Or get this one, 51 heads of our intelligence agencies agree. It's probably Russian disinfo. Just assume they're lying. And that if you wait long enough, they'll eventually admit it for years later that they basically made a year worth of political news up oh and a year worth of health news too speaking of which they seem to be super excited about their new pandemic is it their new pandemic they've already got a name for it it's disease x but what's freaking people out including myself is how weirdly specific the world health organization was in announcing disease x is coming this week They said specifically that it could result in 20 times more fatalities than the coronavirus pandemic. That's like weirdly specific. 
They also said it might be a Nipah virus, but would most likely be a bird virus. Gosh, where have we heard that before? A bird virus. I'll tell you in a minute. But first, I want to tell you about my friends at Common Sense Retirement Planning. You ever drive across a drawbridge? Yeah, that's white knuckle enough if there weren't guardrails. But if there's no guardrails, you wouldn't enjoy the view at all. You do like 15 miles an hour and pray not to crash right over the edge. So a lot of people go through retirement. That is a lot of people who haven't sat down with Tony Dale, Philip Allen, and the rest of the crew at Common Sense Retirement Planning. What if you could get a guaranteed income for life with no market risk? You can't. Let them show you how. Sit down with them for a free no-obligation consultation. CSRP.info is the website. CSRP.info. Now, if you're new to the podcast or to politics, you probably don't know why people who aren't freak out when the World Economic Forum starts talking about the next pandemic. It's because before the last one, they were running tabletop exercises about a coronavirus spillover event at a wet market in South America. Yeah, and they were running these exercises in partnership with what just happened to be the key players in COVID, the Bill Gates Foundation, Johns Hopkins, yeah, and world governments. These tabletop exercises included masking, social distancing, and, wait for it, lockdowns. They started in 2017, culminating in the fall of 2019 in the months before Well, it all happened. So when they talk about disease X, naturally a lot of people freak out. We should. But who has warned us in the past that a much bigger, much deadlier pandemic is coming that'll result from gain-of-function research? Oh, and that it'll be a bird flu? The last director of the CDC who I ever trusted, Dr. Robert Redfield, has been telling anyone who will listen that it's coming. Here's his latest warning. The great pandemic is coming. I think it's going to come not from spillover. It's going to become from gain-of-function research or intentional bioterrorism, right? It's going to be a bird flu virus that is manipulated to be able to transmit human to human, very similar to what we saw with... He's saying the same thing they're all saying. Even freakier, today, Wednesday, the World Economic Forum, again, is scheduled to hold a forum on disease x even more weirdly disease x wasn't used the first time this week by the world economic forum it was actually used in a sky news article about what uk scientists are preparing for quote an unknown disease x unquote there's actually 200 scientists working on disease x at a port and down laboratory complex in wiltshire we're told they're actually trying to come up with vaccines oh and what kind of animal virus might this be the first on their list weird bird flu followed by monkeypox and hantavirus worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole well good thing instacart shoppers are as picky as you are they find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line they are milk expiration date detectives they bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Meanwhile, glad to see Tucker Carlson echoing the same concerns I'm having about Nikki Haley. I'm not a big believer in mainstream media polls, but I got to say, going into Iowa, the polls were pretty accurate. In fact, they actually showed Donald Trump doing better than he ultimately did. So are the polls that show Nikki Haley on Trump's heels in New Hampshire as good? And what happens when the 12 points abandoned by Chris Christie go elsewhere? They won't go to Trump. They'll go to Haley. What happens when coming out of New Hampshire if the storyline is Nikki Haley right on Trump's heels? Tucker's as worried about it as I am. Because remember, she doesn't have to win this to do maximal damage. She only needs to come in a solid, incredible second. Now, if Nikki Haley wins or even does very well in New Hampshire, it'll be a big story, of course, and we'll hear a lot about it. But then what happens? It's a long primary process. New Hampshire is just one small, heavily wooded state out of 50. Will Republicans in other states back Nikki Haley too? Will she win a string of these? Well, they're not gonna vote for her voluntarily. Haley can only become the Republican nominee if Republican primary voters have no one else to vote for. So the plan works like this. Ron DeSantis drops out after losing a few contests in a row. He simply runs out of money and has to head back to Florida. That could happen. And at that point, liberal donors swing as a block behind Nikki Haley, giving her bottomless resources. That's already happening right now. And then critically, Donald Trump goes to jail. And that could happen too, to be honest. And at that point, bam, Nikki Haley wins the Republican nomination by default. Now, it's not a foolproof plan. A lot could go wrong. But at this point, it's the only plan. It's all that Democrats have. Joe Biden is going to have a very hard time getting reelected, much less serving another term. It's impossible to imagine that. Yet the party cannot replace him because that would leave Kamala Harris, who is even more unpopular than he is. And so that means the Democratic Party is stuck with two fatally unpopular candidates. It's their doing, of course, but it's a massive problem. They can't get out of it. So their only option at this point is to run a Republican who has the same views as Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. And that is exactly what they're doing right now, no matter what they tell you. And that candidate's name is Nikki Haley. What makes this an even bigger problem for those of us terrified of a two man or rather a one woman and a one man race is the primary calendar. After New Hampshire's primary on the 23rd, the next one she's competing in is a month later, February 24th in South Carolina. Nevada will have its Republican primary in February, but she's not on the ballot there. That was actually kind of brilliant. So it's South Carolina, her home state, her best chance for a second place showing and to broom DeSantis out. Honestly, the best protection strategy Trump could come up with at this point is just go ahead and make DeSantis his vice president, guaranteeing they might get a worse guy 
a guy who took Florida in just four years from a purple state he barely won by 54,000 votes to a hardcore red state that he won by double digits. Yeah, they don't want that happening to the country. It would be a loss for them to go to all the trouble through lawfare to get rid of Trump, only to replace him with DeSantis. They're very afraid of that. That's why they're meddling in our primary. Well, why not give them their worst fear? Make DeSantis your vice president. Heck, it could slow them down with the lawfare. Maybe they'll think twice about convicting Trump. Maybe they'll just push these cases off till after the election. I'm not holding my breath, but it's the best strategy I've heard so far. Oh, and how do I know it's DeSantis they've been trying to beat this whole time? The $50 million they've spent against him, they've only spent 20 against Trump and 20 against Nikki Haley. That's what all that Democrat money was spent for. Not to attack Trump. She barely touched him. It was all spent on DeSantis. That tells you everything you need to know about what the next strategy should be here. Do you know visceral fat isn't just ugly? It's your enemy, especially if you're a man. Do you know it can produce estrogens? That's right. It's like a foreign body in your body, undermining you, producing hormones, including female hormones and hormones that make you hungry, hormones that make it harder to lose weight, hormones that keep it like an alien mass protected and ensconced in your body. And that's one of the things I love about PhD weight loss. It specifically targets visceral fat. They don't just track your BMI. They also track your visceral fat. Let me tell you what, your metabolism gets faster once it's eliminated or largely eliminated and you feel so much better. You've got more energy and it's easier to resist those cravings. That's one of the things that really differentiates PhD weight loss. They even use a special scale that measures specifically your visceral fat. So, Check them out. Go to myphdweightloss.com. Just find out about what's going on there. You know, you can do it in any state in the nation. All 50. It works just as well whether you come in or do it over Zoom. But do something. Check them out. Myphdweightloss.com. Battleground America with Tara Servatius. Please subscribe on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Share with friends, family, and other free thinkers. Thanks for listening. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.